Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our listeners joining us today. I am Will Heisentrick, and this is Sometimes Baseball. I am joined by former Sacramento College baseball player, former grounds crew member for the Sacramento Rivercats, and friends with Brandon Inch, Brian Ingram. <laughs> and today we'll be taking a dive into his relationship with the game of baseball. How you doing, Brian? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I recently just started getting back into baseball cards, and that's a fun topic. They're, like, booming right now. Yeah. I drove to three different Walmarts. I couldn't find any. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, I just remember huh. 10 years ago, like, when I, back when I was, used to be really big into it, you could just walk into anywhere and just find baseball cards. But now they're all flying. Yeah, it's, it's that one wall with, like, the – with all the Yu-Gi-Oh cards and the Pokemon cards and baseball cards and football cards, yeah. Yep. yep. Huh. But, yeah, it's definitely yeah, – I wouldn't think that would be such a, a big thing. Yeah, it's booming right now for some reason. I don't know. I think people are getting, like, life-changing money. Uh, um, I, well, <laughs> people are now starting to chase those cards that are, like, signed by the players, and I saw one that sold for, like, 20 thousand dollars Fernando Tatis. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, like they, they have money. some cards. Of, yeah, they have like some, some cards with like parts of the jersey or something. And, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy out there. Yeah. Now, as the title suggests, mm-hmm. this is part of the personal podcast series where someone is randomly selected from one of our social media platforms to join the show and talk about baseball. If you like what you are hearing here and want more, we also hold a weekly episode covering a wider scope where the agenda covers our random thoughts, baseball history, takeaways from the season, larger base, larger overall baseball topics, drafts, trivia, song lyrics, movie quotes, and trending Twitter topics. If any of our listeners have a fun Twitter story they want us to talk about, trivia they think can stump David Carey or our guests, you can be a part of the show. All you have to do is reach out to us on either Instagram or TikTok. On Instagram, you can DM us at sometimesbaseball. And on TikTok, you can reach us at sometimes.com baseball additionally if you like our logo head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash sometimes baseball for branded apparel if you don't like any of the current designs you can reach out to our email which is sometimes baseball at gmail.com all right let's jump into it brian how'd you get into baseball start as a kid was playing soccer and doing a taekwondo and uh i got bored with soccer <laughs> i was i was too good i was a goalie i just i was i got super bored with it I was like, I want to play baseball. And my mom was ecstatic. So I've been playing ever since. Uh, I, and like, they put me in the outfit at first, and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And, like, one day a kid like, didn't show up. He was supposed to catch. And the coach like, who wants to catch? I was like, I'll do it. It's kind of better than playing outfield. So that, that's what started the love of the game right there. Play catching that first game. And you know, a, a love relationship ever since. I can't even say love-hate because I can't say I ever hate the game. Yeah, it's, I you know, I, I love baseball. <laughs> I love baseball too. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Um, my dad, he's a coach, or he used to be, uh, not anymore. And he always, if there's ever one kid that couldn't really focus, he would put him at catcher because that's one of the more involved yeah. positions of the game. And it sounds like for you, yeah, and that, you like, wanted to be involved. <laughs> it's not that you weren't distracted. Yeah, yeah. I, so I have ADHD. Like I need to be involved. Yeah, and like that was that was a big thing for me, being part of every pitch. Because in the outfield, I just, you know, looking around, you know, paying attention. So, outfield or, uh, you know, playing first base is what uh, I like doing now. Uh, but I still catch. But, uh, you know, both those, you're in every play or, you're, you know, you're really focused. You're not, you know, picking daisies out in the outfield. Yeah, so. you don't have the time to slack off because you got to be calling that next pitch. I played catch for a long time. I loved it. Yeah. 
But so rough how on the did, knees, but yes, rough on the knees for sure. <laughs> but then, how did you get to the point where you knew you were good enough to be able to play at the next level after high school? Really, I, like I was never that confident in myself. It took I got one coach, one college coach, talked to me when I was in high school, and it wasn't even like a we want you to play for. It was like, hey, just you know, we like the way you play. You play hard. We want you to come, you know, check out the program, you know, come try out in the fall. You know, it wasn't even like a, you know, we're recruiting you or anything. It was just a, yeah, come, come out, you know, see what happens. At Tech City, it turns out that it's about 130, 140 people that do that. Oh, wow. Um, on the first day. Yeah. First day of the fall, of the fall semester, you're in a, a, what we call the dungeon, which is the under, underneath of the uh, third base side. Stay, uh, stands. And it's like a batting cage area and stuff. No AC, nothing. And it's a hundred something. And there's 140 people. And you, you look around and you kind of go, wait, what? I, I have to compete with all these guys? So I actually, I didn't play right out of high school. I, I took a couple years off and then uh, I played the men's league out here. And uh, a couple of guys that I played with are alumni. And they both were like, you need to, you need to try again. And they put in a good word with me for me. And uh, luckily, the guy that had talked to me in high school ended up being the head coach once I got there. So that kind of helped. But yeah, it, it really it took a couple of years of just like really grinding in the in the men's league, and then I, two two years at the junior college level for me to really feel confident in my ability as a as a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I know that's something you're still involved with now uh, with the men's league. So how does that work? How can people who are still tra- chasing that just wanting to play baseball, how, how can people get involved with that? So the league I play for is called the uh, men's senior baseball league. They actually have leagues all over the country. If you just you know look up men's senior baseball league, you can usually uh, figure out where your local men's league is. And uh, I know for the one I play in, it's very competitive. I mean, very, very competitive. I, we face guys throwing, you know, upper 80s, low 90s. I faced a guy who pitches in the uh, uh, Brewers double-A system the other day. Hmm. He, like, he just wanted to get some work in, and one of the guys on the other teams knew him, and next thing I know, he's closing the game out for them. So that was uh, that was not fun. I 96. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't see the first two pitches. It was literally just fastballs. I, just, I, didn't, I, I saw it leave the hand, and all of a sudden, it was a glove. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> the third one I, I swung at, and I, I think I was on time for it, but I have no idea. Didn't hit it, so. And that, that, that's where it's like but, you, uh, after the first two fastballs, you start gearing up for it, and then they'll throw you like a slider or something. Is <laughs> see you later. Yeah, well, yeah, usually, yeah. But this guy was like, you're not touching the fastball. I'm just throwing fastballs. Like, he knew. He knew he had, it was we were way outclassed on that one, and we like we've had a guy. Uh, he actually no hit my team, and like two days later goes to the uh, Angels uh, spring training. Oh wow! <laughs> and like he was in like a ball that that year, and like he had, like before that before he had no hit us, he decided he was done with baseball. He was just going to become a, a a construction guy, and then he no hit us. It was like you know what I still love it. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to pro ball. It was there. It was like cool. Jeez. That was, that was so, not a fun night. So the level of competition sounds like is super high. 
Yeah, yeah. We, at least in Sacramento. But it seems like from what I've heard from, like, because they have, like, a national tournament every year in October. And from what I've heard of the guys who go to that tournament, the competition throughout the entire country is like that. And, like, we have a lot of guys who are pro guys, like a lot of minor leaguers and a, lot of, a couple guys that played major leagues that play in our, our league. And we've also had pro scouts come out to watch some of the pitchers because they were throwing low 90s and with good stuff. That's and crazy. So. Holy smokes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, that's some like – it sounds like you need to train for that to be able to <laughs> be respectable on the field. <laughs> you would think – but I didn't touch a bat before the season started, and I've gotten a hit every game. I have had an extra base hit almost every game. And – Every single extra base hit I've hit has been opposite field gap. Oh, so, nice. That's the way and almost goes. every single one has been a slider. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, I, don't think I, I've ever I don't know. Made, I don't think I've ever made contact with a curveball in my life. I think that's how I knew it was time for me to give <laughs> up. So, what I've told people, yeah, I've hit a bunch of extra base hits on sliders. They all look at me, and, and I tell them it's been like right center. They all look at me like, you hit a, an off-speed pitch to right center? No. There's no way. Well, you know, that's how I used to hit before I played in Sac City, but it's been a weird, weird summer. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. But shifting gears into your grounds crew experience, how did that yeah. get started? And it sounds like you met some super interesting people. Yeah. So uh, I literally just applied online and uh, I said, you know, I'm in a room with like six other guys and with the head groundskeeper and like he's interviewing all of us and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, so... Uh, Take it all of you guys. You guys are all hired. <laughs> and uh, I think only, only two of us were left by the end of the season. Because it's, it's kind of a crazy uh, crazy schedule. Like, you kind of show up, you show up like two hours before game time, and you leave about two hours after game time, no matter when game time ends. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, those long extra inning games, like, we left at like 2 a.m. sometimes. But yeah, I met some really inter- interesting people. Uh, Ricky Henderson is probably the most notable. Yeah, uh, oh, still so talks third person. Still, yeah. like he would uh, go from the third base dugout and he'd go coach first, and he'd do his little rookie lean and like pop the collar as he rounded a plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in the dugout with Suspedes, who uh, little uh, insider knowledge. He is he smokes like a fish in water. Like he, uh, it's crazy. He literally like when he showed up at the field, we just found a chair and a pack of cigarettes and a lighter sitting in the bathroom of the dugout. And he did not leave that bathroom unless it was his turn to hit. <laughs> he, like, he would be smoking in that bathroom the entire time. Every once in a while, just stick his head out. See who's up. No, no, not me. Okay. Oh, oh, okay, I'm on deck. Okay, and he'd come out and get his stuff on, go on deck. He'd hit, come back right back to the dugout, right back into the bathroom, start smoking again. And he, he drove the prettiest Alfa Romeo. I've ever seen in my life. There's candy apple red, and I, he, he's uh, shown it on uh, LMB Network before. It's yeah, one of the, yeah. like when he was uh, bringing a different car every day to spring training. There's this red Alpha, and he he brought that to the field, and he'd park it in the players' lot, which is behind our uh, the batter's eye at our, at the uh, AAA field, and he'd park it in the uh, just so that everybody could see it from the stands. He, oh he yeah. put it exactly where you could see. It. From the stands, is everybody knew it was his his car. But yeah, he was a he was an interesting dude. Um, yeah, Yoannis Cespedes was in the uh, 
Yeah. So did you get to interact with these guys at all? Like, yeah. So, uh, sometimes you get to talk to them and stuff. We get like three innings of the dugout with the, uh, in the, uh, during the game. And, okay. uh, or you could be out there like pregame. And sometimes the players come up and talk to you. We were, we were told do not interact with the players unless they interact with you. Mm-hmm. But we've, I had some interesting moments. I had, uh, I think it was, I want to say it was, uh, Grant Green. We ended up playing for the Angels for a bit. He, uh, one time he was late getting to the dugout for the national anthem. And so he was down way at the end. All the other players were down together at the other, other end of the dugout on, out in front. And he, he just like runs up and he stands right next to me uh, for the national anthem. And they all start making fun of him, like, dude, what are you doing like down there? And it's like, he just looks at me and goes, thanks, man. Thanks for just standing with me. <laughs> Chris Carter, a uh, guy who hit 40 bombs for the, oh, yeah. uh, the Brewers and then disappeared yeah. <laughs> uh, from Major League Baseball. When he was with the Rivercats, he uh, came down from the uh, from the field one time. There was a some funny funny play that happened. Just the way you know the play went down was kind of funny, and all the guys were laughing. I'm sitting in the dugout on the bench laughing. He comes down the stairs, right? You know, I'm sitting almost in line with the stairs. He comes right down the stairs. He looks at me and sees me laughing. What you laughing at? You know, Chris Carter, six eight. You know, oh, yeah. dude. And I I I was shaken. Uh, uh, nothing. He goes. Ah, I'm just messing. <laughs> and it just he yeah, sort of busts up laughing or walks away. I'm like that was not nice. <laughs> that, was, that was mean. So were, were there guys yeah, on like uh, rehab assignments there? That because it's a Triple A affiliate. Yeah. So like uh, yeah. So like Brandon Inge when he played with the A's, he came down for a rehab assignment one time, and uh, he was tiny, absolutely tiny. I thought I really thought he'd be bigger than he was, but he. Uh, he was a little tiny dude, and he was really cool, really down to earth. Uh, he'd come up and talk to me a lot. Came up one time, and he asked, you know, hey, uh, can you see the ball right now? And, you know, our glare is really bad at Rayleigh Field, uh, especially from the home plate and third base area. And I'm like, nah, I can't see the ball. He's like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> like, he's a you know, professional baseball player. So he can't see the ball, and we're, you know, when he's hitting or, you know, in the dugout, so – but he was a pretty cool dude. Yeah, I'm sure he's like, man, it's going to affect my stats. I might not get called up so quick. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, uh, I'm sure as a, a grounds crew member, you're probably the pitcher's best friends, huh? Trying to keep the mound looking nice. <laughs> Were there any weird specifications? Not really weird specifications. No, they've never asked for anything special. But I did, I did get a compliment one time. Uh, I spent the night before, I really pounded it. You know, the uh, – Clay really hard. Like I spent a good extra half hour longer than I should have on the mound. Yeah. Just really try to get like every time I pound it real hard and it wouldn't be even. So then I have to put in more pound it and I kept doing that. And then I guess the next day the pitchers told the uh, the heads guy, like, "Hey, I don't know what you did to the mound, but it was amazing." <laughs> so stuff like that. And then uh, Gio Gonzalez, pitcher for uh, oh, yeah. A's and the Nationals for a long time. He had it was the weirdest thing with his uh, landing spot, he would create so much torque on landing mm-hmm. that you could tell that he had pitched that night just based on the clay. The clay would be twisted up. Huh. And you could see, like, the actual clay, like, twisted up, you know, from his cleats, like, hitting and then twisting. Because his lower half is so big and so strong, he would mm-hmm. land and then twist so hard that, like, you actually manipulated the clay. So it was, it was really, like, you could tell, like, 
you know, it was a different kind of picture. And then uh, another picture I could think of that was that I knew instantly was different was uh, Sony Gray. Oh yeah. First time I saw Sony Gray pitch. Um, you know, you know, in the Myers thing, and they haven't been the big leagues yet. You have no idea who these guys are. You have no idea who's going to become big. But I remember coming back after our uh, our we dragged like in between the third and the sixth inning. And I was coming back from the third inning drag, and we kept coming all the way around through the stadium, up past through center field. I look back towards the mound uh, from dead center field, and I see this huge curveball. And I go, oh, crap, that's like a Zito curveball. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, who's that pitcher? That was Sony Gray. It's a little tidy to but, man, he, that curveball, unreal. Unreal break on that. Um, yeah, he's dealing for the Reds now this year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Didn't do too well for the Yankees, but he's uh, he's doing good for the for the Reds. Heard something early about his back. His back's bothering him or something. But sheesh. But uh, any other random stories you could think of? Any Ricky one-liners or? So uh, Ricky, uh, if he saw somebody that didn't steal a base when he thought they should have stole a base, he'd come up to him and go, "Why didn't you steal that base? Ricky would have stole that base. Ricky still steal that base." <laughs> That's pretty funny. Like he, like he was still ex- extremely confident, and like he, you know, if he could, he'd be playing right now. I'm sure. Oh yeah, uh, the the Ricky swag or something else. Uh, a heck of a baseball player yeah. too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, jumping uh, topics again. Uh, who's your team? Who? Uh, what team did you grow up watching, or is that still the same team? So always been A's fan. Oakland and Athletics. For as long as I can remember, I've been A's. Yeah, even I have the A's game on right now. Win a one nothing. <laughs> there you go. So. <laughs> uh, who would you say like your all time favorite players uh, are from the A's? So Mark McGuire, just because as a kid I got actually like compared to him a lot. Said uh, you know the red beard and I kind of hit like him too. Yeah. You know Ricky Harrison obviously from you know as an A's player. Donaldson when he was an A's I absolutely loved watching him. And he, like even as a river cat, that dude walked through the dugout like he was the baddest man on the planet. Like he <laughs> knew he was going to be an MVP, wow. and he was he was also very mad that they had moved him from catcher to third base. So I think that was part of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he walked through the dugout like he was the best player on the planet, and he knew it. And wow. uh, That's um, yeah. Um, favorite ace player. Uh, Mark Ellis, probably an ace player that most people don't really know about other than uh, he uh, he went he set like a record for the most consecutive attempts, fielding attempts without an error. He was a pretty cool dude. I actually got to know him pretty well when he was a, a Rurikat player. Nick Swisher as well. I got to I played poker with him one time. I bet um, that was quite the uh, experience. <laughs> yeah. That guy is eccentric. Yeah, Swisher's only like he, yeah, I was only like, like 14 to 13. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he was a fun guy. Burnsy, Eric Burns. Oh, yeah, he's another one. He, uh, yeah, we, I was at a, uh, we did like the Rivercats like baseball camp, and he was like, he had his, you know, teaching us how to like rob home runs. Mm-hmm. And he, I go to like rob, you know, fake rob a home run that he's possibly knows. I tore a big hole in the, uh, the padded fence out there <laughs> the field. Yeah, I think a lot of my favorite ace players are the guys who I got to know really well as Rurikats. Mm-hmm. And I got to really know them well because I knew the team mom 
who, you know, she was kind of unofficial, but she was boosted the club or whatever. But she kind of ran that, and all the players knew her, and I knew her, so she could get the players to actually come up and come talk to me and, we, you know, stuff like that, whereas, you know, the average person couldn't get the player to come randomly up and, you know, talk or give them something. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm trying to think of any other ace players that, you know, I would say my favorite. Eric Chavez. Oh, yeah. Eric Chavez, I always thought was a really – Cool player, especially the back stance is you know slightly closed mm-hmm. stance, and that, that whole team from that like era with the uh, you know Hudson and Mulder and Zito oh, yeah. and you know the twenty plus you know game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any favorite moments as an A's fan? Oh, uh, it's kind of tough because you know you always get your hopes up and then they, they seem to blow it in the playoffs. But I think Ace best favorite moment as an A's fan. Yeah, nothing's coming to mind. Probably, you know, maybe the Dallas Braden, uh perfect game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. He's still a color commentator. He's, uh, he's from – no, I don't really care for him as a color commentator. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think he's a little annoying, okay. uh, especially the uh, town town. But, uh, but he, he's actually from a, uh, the Sacramento area, and, or oh, actually cool. from Stockton, but he played in Sacramento at uh, American River College, which is uh, Sac City's big rival. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, kind of hard for me to pinpoint like a favorite moment as an Ace fan. Huh. Did you go to a lot of games growing up? I went to a lot of Rivercat games, which was their AAA team at the time. Yeah. I've probably been to maybe six or seven actual A's games. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think we had them come down and play at the Rivercats a couple times. Hmm. It was kind of cool. Like like a preseason kind of deal? Yeah, during the preseason. Well, actually, yeah. well, when they were playing, they played the Japan series against the Mariners. Then go play the Rivercats is like preseason, but they'd already started their season. They go start the like their uh-huh. regular season. Yeah, yeah, like the, I, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. They had to like readjust like time zone wise because <laughs> it's like a twelve hour yeah. difference. Had a, yeah, they actually threw a, a, a seven inning no hitter against the Rivercats in the game when I was working at, uh, as grounds crew. They uh, they came and. We put the tarp on in the seventh inning, and they had no air going. I don't think anybody realized. Nobody realized in the stands that they just witnessed a, like a no hitter because mm-hmm. they all thought the you know the players would come back from the, from the clubhouse and finish the game. And Ace players, as soon as we put the tarp on, they start yeah. hitting the bus. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going back out there yeah, risking were, getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no chop. No, I know. Your fiance told me to ask about this, but I also I understand you had like some interesting injuries as a player. <laughs> yeah, uh, so going into my sophomore year playing at uh, Sacramento City College, I uh, that that October before the, the season started, I uh, broke my hamate bone mm-hmm. in uh, my left wrist. I uh, got jammed on a, on a fastball, and the vibration just broke the hook of the hamate off which is a pretty common injury. Uh, well, not common, but you see it in the big leagues every once in a while. Like uh, John Carlos Santon had, uh, had it. Yeah, and uh, Pablo Sandoval had it on both wrists. Yeah, he switched. He had switched yeah. hitters. Switch hitter, so yeah. yeah. And he broke it on both sides. So I, I ended up getting surgery. Um, and I thought when I went into the surgery, I thought I was just getting the hook removed. Mm-hmm. And uh, – when I went in for my post-op a couple of weeks later, they took an x-ray and the nurse put the x-ray up on the screen and they go, there's a hole in my wrist. And so they literally, they took the whole handmade bone 
So that was that was kind of surprising and uh, kind of messed up my my sophomore year a little bit. And I and I still will have feeling in that like half of my hand. Oh really? Like uh, from like the yeah the bottom of the scar through my pinky finger and then that half of the ring finger. The entire side is numb still. Oh wow! And it's just the uh, they had to move they had to move the ulnar nerve to get to the bone, and when they did, it damaged the the nerve, and it still hasn't recovered, even though that was six seven years ago. Wow! I guess uh, just getting like your thoughts on like the season, like do you like watching the sixty game sprint? Obviously, it's exciting this season. The Oakland Athletics are doing very well. <laughs> Yeah, I, I so far I've thought it was it's been pretty exciting. You know, I don't mind the crowd noise that they pipe in either. I know some people have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally don't, I don't mind it. I think my biggest like issue watching games has been uh, especially the A's broadcasters since they do it from the Coliseum mm-hmm. when they're when the team's away, they have a hard time not referring to the fact that they're at the Coliseum. <laughs> and it kind of throws off listening to the game like. But they say, you know, here at the air of the field, I'm like, but you're talking about the A's field. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching the game in Texas. It, just, it kind of throws me off a little bit. But uh, other than that, it hasn't, like, I think it's still been pretty fun. I think it's pretty exciting with, you know, every game kind of meaning more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've definitely noticed that they, they play the games a little bit differently too. Like Chris Davis for the A's. Not getting as many opportunities as he would in a regular season if he'd been struggling, you know, still this early in the season, just because it's, you know it's a short run and he's not producing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the season is like like guys are getting opportunities that they wouldn't have normally. Like all these rookies are getting called up because of uh, partially yeah. because of the expanded rosters, but also because like. Hey, if this regular can't produce and we need somebody else to, like, we're filling that void. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, we got to win these games. But, and it's also like super exciting because all these t- uh, teams that normally wouldn't even be in the playoff hunt are right there in it. Like, the San Francisco Giants, another team look close to you there. I think they're in a playoff position. Yeah, I think if the, if the season ended today, they'd be playing the Dodgers in the first mm-hmm. round of the playoffs. Yeah, that, I, um, that'd be a, that'd like be a the great Marlins. series. Yeah. <laughs> The Marlins are the story of the season. Yeah, the Marlins. Be- yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and then also, you know, I think also part of the big stories is, like, the guys who opted out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guys who – guys. Yeah, Posey, you know, another mm-hmm. one. And then also having the guys who get hurt early in the season, whereas, you know, you've missed part of the season, you know, with the normal season. But with this season, you're missing most, if not all, of the season – Mm-hmm. With that same injury and uh, kind of really affects the team. Like uh, with the Nationals, you Strasburg. know, you're really not doing well this year. Yeah. Yeah, Strasburg um, got hurt and they decided, all right, we're just going to shut it down for the rest of the season. Like it's, we're not, there's no point. <laughs> but, yeah, like the Nationals yeah. are not doing like, well. Uh, I'm hoping they lose a lot yeah, of games which is, which is, for a better <laughs> draft pick. You want that first-round draft pick, don't you? The yeah, first overall, the number yeah. one pick, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're playing yeah, like it. I, I see you working there. Kind of, kind of cool to see, like, you know, the Padres, too. Padres, nobody thought uh, this year that the Padres would do well. Same with the White Sox. White Sox, best best record in the in the yeah, AL. Yeah. You know, I think their magic number's down to four. It's been kind of crazy. You know, it's just kind of the, the surprise teams. Do you have a World Series pick for us? 
Uh, A's, A's are winning it. Um, <laughs> uh, they're going to play. Uh, I think they're going to play the Padres. Okay, a little West well, the Marlins. Coast action. The Marlins. Are, the Marlins might might surprise everybody just because of how deep their pitching is. Yes, it's surprisingly very deep, and that lineup too. And I don't know if yeah. you saw the postseason format come out, but there's no off days between series. Like, so if you yeah, need so, a five yeah, man rotation, kind of hearing that. So, yeah, you need yeah. a five-man rotation, which and, a lot of teams don't have. Yeah, I think the A's picking up uh, Meyer at the trade deadline is going to be pretty big. And, like, at first, I was like, oh, yeah, Mike Miner. And I saw his numbers. I was like, oh, Mike Miner. And then I watched the pitch last night, and he threw – I think it was he threw all seven and only gave up uh, maybe one or two hits. And, I mean, he, he dealt. And uh, they were talking about how, like, the you know the difference is just his fastball uses. You know the A's are having to use his fastball more, and it's been a big difference. But it's amazing what change in scenery and change of uh, perspective can do. But like yeah, adding yeah, minor to that rotation, yeah, it's you know it's going to be huge to have like a, a you know a solid rotation, not just a you know a top three. Yeah, no, that deal is now massive because they if they're going to be playing deep into October, they need a lot of starting pitching. And yeah, so it's big for him. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Any other takes from the season? or? Um, no, not really any other takes from the season other than Chapman going down. It's just a heartbreaker. Yeah, that one hurts. You know, I'm not a big fan of uh, Machine. He seems to be, you know, kind of figuring it out the last few games. But, but I think, uh, like, Tony Kemp, the uh, second baseman the A's mm-hmm. brought in, uh, he's, I think, more of what the game needs, so they put just putting the ball in play. Yeah. And the same with um, uh, Tommy Lestrella. He, uh, you know, I guess he hasn't struck out in a, like, quite a bit. Like, <laughs> 50-something games or something like that. He hasn't struck out or something. Yeah, I like that and, Tommy Lestrella guy. He's good. I think the uh, Jake Lamb pickup the other day is going to be going to be good as well. I'm intrigued on that one. I'm very intrigued on that. Uh, yeah. So, so, like, a couple of years ago, he was really good. He's an all-star. Thing. Yeah, he was an all star and you know, maybe change the scenery, you know, do him some good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Brian, for uh, joining the show and sharing some uh, insight. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We really appreciate it.